You are listening to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. On this podcast, I will share stories and invite conversations that will help you grow and support sustainability within your yoga practice, your pathway of service as a yoga teacher, and beyond. Hey, I have a special announcement. I am excited to share that I am putting together a special Q&A episode, and this will be an episode where I'm going to discuss and answer on the topics or questions that you want to hear about. So I need to hear from you. If you're a yoga teacher, do you have obstacles, struggles, questions? It could be a skill set question. It could be what you are seeking to understand better as a teacher so that you might share with students. If you're a yoga enthusiast listening, I want to hear from you as well. What topics would help support you in deepening your understanding and your yoga practice? So look to the show notes. There's a link and that you can submit an email and a form with your question or your topic suggestion. And I am so excited to connect deeper with you through this Q&A experience, and I'll look forward to hearing from you soon. Welcome back to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. Thank you for spending time with me today. I'm looking forward to getting into today's topic. So let's just dive right in. If you've listened to the podcast for very long, most likely you have picked up on a recurring emphasis that I speak of often regarding yoga teachers getting clear on your role and the development of your understanding better of the importance of your role that that you have as a yoga teacher and this bigger impact that you can make when you understand this with a clear focus. I highly and heavily encourage you, and I devote a lot of time on this podcast to the reinforcement of a focus that is student-centered, along with the ongoing pursuit for you to understand better how to meet the needs of those you are leading in the classes you are teaching not only meeting the student's needs, but becoming aware of the need that the class has for you as the teacher as well, and for you to be prepared and ready to meet and facilitate the needs when you are sharing the practice of yoga with others. What can happen if you aren't careful is that your focus as a teacher can become skewed, or I like to call it muddied, and you truly feel like you are in service when in fact you are more in service of yourself and the needs you would like fulfilled within this role of being a yoga teacher are quite selfish actually, and they have nothing to do with relating and understanding the people that have walked into the class that you are leading. This can be misleading 
This fragmented perception can ultimately leave you feeling exhausted and burned out. And we hear that word a lot. In this space of understanding, you will quickly find that pursuing the path of teaching is not what you had envisioned. And if your focus isn't student-centered, then you will most likely spend a lot of your time in a constant hustle of trying to come up with the latest and greatest sequence in hopes of keeping students entertained and coming back to your class rather than trusting in the bigger picture of teaching that really has little to do with a fancy creative sequence and more about becoming skillful in the quote, art of teaching where your class plan, your sequence has nothing to do with entertaining, but rather capturing the attention of the students with a fresh encounter of the practice of yoga. So yoga teacher, it really has nothing to do with you. <laughs> so basically what I'm trying to say is it's not about you. I'll add here that when you aren't continually evaluating your role and understanding as teacher, then you will start to associate yourself to being the teachings of yoga rather than you, the teacher, being a conduit or a vessel in which the teachings flow through you, not from you. I'll add here, the ego can be subtle as well as bold at times, and your ego wants to distract you and shift your focus towards pleasing and entertaining students rather than choosing instead to fade into the background as the teacher and allow the teachings of yoga to be presented and experienced. This is when you, as teacher, are afforded the beautiful experience of bearing witness to the transformational movement that is available for students that will always be about their doing rather than yours. I'll let you sit with that for a moment. Now, when you shift into the streamlined focus and understanding that you are a facilitator sharing the practice of yoga with the intention of supporting and inspiring others to have their own encounter within an elevated learning opportunity, then your role is defined more by you being aligned with the direction and preparation that will be required of you to hold and facilitate this transformative space. But you are not the transformation. The teachings that you share, they offer that transformational opportunity. When your primary focus shifts to preparing yourself to be a gateway, an open gateway, I might add, for the teachings to pass through you freely, then the transformation that we often hear about becomes available for students. The transformation doesn't come from you again, but rather because you have prepared yourself to be open and present 
for the students you lead and teach them, then within that preparation, your preparation, you are able to facilitate and offer a gateway of an experience. And this gateway of experience that elicits the best opportunity of, and I'm going to put it in air quotes, success for students within the classes you lead and teach. Yoga shows up when you step back and allow yourself to be open to receiving all that the experience of a yoga class has to offer, not only for the students, but for you as the teacher. This is where I think we sometimes miss the beauty of the yoga class experience as a teacher. And if you aren't careful, I often cue students actually to listen closely. And I say this with more than one intention. First of all, I do want students to actually listen to the guidance or directives I'm giving within my cues. But secondly, I add to the directives the invitation to listen more intently, more closely, because I don't want them to miss the quiet invitation that resides within them to step through that open gateway. The gateway that I've mentioned into the transformative experience of the yoga practice that I know is available to them through this practice, and I know this from my own experience within the practice. So I speak from a place that I know. The transformative aha moments that are available, not from me, but through a deeper connection to the teachings and the practice. Well, that was a pretty lengthy introduction that leads me into today's topic for this episode. This week, I want to share with you some key red flags that will let you know when and that you are most likely becoming a roadblock rather than a gateway for students to come to know this deeper experience of the practice of yoga that I've already spoken about. Let's start with creative sequencing. Now, let me begin by asking you a couple of questions. Do you find yourself spending most of your time preparing complex and creative sequencing? Is this your primary focus as you prepare to lead and teach a yoga class? Do you possibly feel like if you do not teach something fresh and new each and every time you step into the classroom that students will become bored or here comes that entertainment aspect again? Have you become more of an entertainer rather than a teacher? Do you even fear that unless you entertain students with intricately creative sequences, then they will not come back to your class? It's totally okay if you answer yes to these questions. No judgment. These are just reflection questions that help align you into why you are doing and what's prompting your desire to be a yoga teacher. 
No judgment, because I believe this is the part of the process that many, if not all of us, go through within our journey as a teacher. If you listen recently to the episode with Judith Hansen Lassiter, you will remember that Judith shared with me what this realization really is. She said, and she called it, it's growing up. And I don't liken that to a judgment when we hear someone say, like, grow up, but it does speak to an adolescent perspective in relation to the process of becoming a yoga teacher, a process that isn't taught in yoga teacher training, but rather is what comes beyond that when we are really starting to apply what we're learning and personalizing it to know it with a deeper understanding of the practice for ourselves, and knowing and understanding our role within it of exactly what we are sharing with others. If you teach for very long, you come to realize that there's more to the practice than the physicality of the asana, the yoga pose. It's what's taking place in the pose and the ongoing pursuit of understanding better why we do what we do in and out of the various poses on the mat and off our mats in our lives. This is the realization that matures us and shifts our perspective towards the experience of teaching being less about us as a teacher, but rather more about how we might get out of the way for others to have and experience the practice for themselves. Let's get back to sequencing. What if your focus and preparation were less about creative sequencing and more about what you can control, which is how you are showing up in the relationship to the students you lead, rather than the focus on that which you can't control being the ever-changing flux of preference? I've often mentioned on the podcast that I believe that we as teachers teach what we feel is important. We emphasize in the classes we teach what is important to us, and therefore there is a level of assumption as well that it should be more important to students as well. If this seems like a valid observation, then when your focus is consumed with new and creative sequencing, then what do you think the students will perceive as being the most important aspect of the yoga practice? The pose. (laughs) Rather consider how we as teachers might view and utilize the poses as vehicles for the students we lead and teach them to explore and excavate on their mats and then remind them to remember the experience off the mat. These vehicles of embodied consciousness allow us to pursue the practice from a lens that is beyond the pose and more about the interaction of the people expressing the various shapes. And within these shapes, there are no absolutes. Here's where the red flag comes in. 
This is where as a yoga teacher, if you want to create longevity in this work of service teaching yoga, then you will have to get up close and personal with how you relate to yoga and what your emphasis is as a teacher. If you are consumed with the ongoing pursuit to entertain students with creative sequencing, you will quickly find that you can't keep up with the ongoing flux of the ego being entertained. With this said, I am not saying that you need to always teach the same sequence the same way every time you teach a class. I am advocating for the acknowledgement and use of an effective and skillful teaching methodology and approach that you do approach each class the same way. And this approach is something you rely on so that you can remain present in real time. This means that your attention, intention, and preparation to teach is the same each and every class. It's unwavering. And within this framework and the framework of this structure, you will still have great flexibility and spontaneity that can be utilized over and over. Most importantly, you will know that you have delivered and facilitated the best opportunity for each student to have a successful experience in the classes you lead. Success defined by what the student intends for their practice, not what you think they should deem as success. This familiar framework will guide you in this delivery and it will facilitate success in the form of your class being a gateway for students to create autonomy and deepen their understanding of yoga. Repetition is a key part of integration and learning. Your job is not to entertain. Your job is to go in and facilitate a class experience that is safe, trusting, and respectful. And it's a learning environment for students so that they can begin to see beyond the poses and into the deeper layers of the practice that is available for them to explore. When sequencing is always changing and even too complex, it will then become a distraction and roadblock for students to see beyond the pose and have that encounter that the pose is actually inviting them to experience within the practice. I'll add here and from firsthand experience, when your sequencing is overly complex, you will remain in your thinking mind trying to recall rather than remain in the real-time space present for the students you're teaching. This might be a great place to pause and ask, what then are you really teaching? What is your agenda? Has it become more of a performance rather than a space to be present, fully present with your students for the experience of yoga to flow through that experience? Let's move along to another red flag. Is your focus more on what you think students need rather than seeing them 
and meeting their needs in the real time of the class. This might be tricky, a tricky piece to put together or evaluate. And when I say this, you might even feel like you know what students need, but do you really? You know what your needs are, what your likes and dislikes are when it comes to the yoga practice, but can you seek to approach teaching from the lens of seeking to understand that which isn't so obvious? Really, we can't possibly fully know the complexity of humanity that will show up in our classes. But we can know that the landscape of the classes we will teach will be comprised of a variety and collection of human experiences. The chakras will be displayed in all aspects of the class setting. And our role, your job as a teacher is not to propose that you know or diagnose or even try to take on the responsibility for transformation on behalf of your students. We as teachers are simply to prepare ourselves as vessels, as conduits again, to allow the bigger work and teachings of yoga to pass through us, not from us. I keep saying this, so it's kind of like when I teach a class, if you continually hear a point of emphasis, then it just might be one of those listen closely moments and be something of importance to consider and evaluate. Here is where the gateway analogy is going to show up again in regards to being a teacher. You are the gatekeeper, so to speak. You have the opportunity to open the gate freely in the way you show up, lead, and invite others. Or the opposite will become present in the space. You just might become a roadblock or deterrent that actually hinders students from passing freely through this gate of transformation. How often as teachers does this become skewed? We as teachers begin to take on the task and the responsibility of transformation rather than focusing our attention on providing a space that isn't filled with ambiguity and complexity, all for the sake of stroking our ego again and making ourselves feel good because we think we've done something that we can't possibly achieve. I only share this because it is a valuable mirror to hold up to yourself, to ourselves as teachers collectively, and check ourselves and the purity of our motives to teach. It's a reflective tool that I have used for years, and so that is why I speak so boldly and directly because I have seen the distorted reflection within that same mirror of evaluation and refinement as a teacher. Moving on to another red flag, let's talk about seeing poses rather than people. Here is yet another reflection and refinement point that if you've listened to many of the episodes on this podcast, you most likely have heard me say and speak to this before. When we teach people rather than poses, then we relinquish attachments to the absolutes that can arise when we try to go in and dictate a memorized set sequence and collection of cues 
that realistically will not meet the needs of the unique collection of individuals who come to class that day. Teaching yoga from a cookie cutter approach will only frustrate you because I can confidently say that the ideal student that you plan out your class for is not who will walk through the door. In fact, if we're getting real here, the quicker you become less attached to your plan and more adept at seeing and teaching to who actually shows up, then you will step into what teaching is really comprised of. And that is being you showing up present to meet the needs where they are in the practice for that given day. This means you show up with the intention of being equipped with knowing how to adapt and adjust to meet the needs in true service of the individuals, the people, who are actually in front of you. How often though teachers go in with the opposite perspective. We go in with a picture of a perfect pose, one that is static, rather than going in to teach the beauty of the ever-changing body of life that is represented in a human form and how we can then teach the pose for the person that's in front of us. So you might be asking, how? How do you begin teaching from this perspective? And how does teaching from this space of intention offer a teacher the ability to gain confidence within every class and the, that present flux of change that shows up. Well, I want to affirm you that you can develop this skill. Is it easy and does it feel comfortable? No. <laughs> and even as I have been teaching for over 20 years now, I still have moments in classes where I have to quickly discern and seek to make the most appropriate decision on my sequencing and what I'm sharing so that it meets the needs of those in front of me, those that I am leading. Confidence doesn't come within the repetition of you being able to deliver your well-planned and memorized sequence. No, confidence comes when you go in and know that you held space and you showed up leading from the space of presence. Teaching yoga is not about delivering a production or performance again within a mindset of perfection. And the quicker you tap into that perspective and step in to teach from that place, then you will experience teaching in a way that brings ease and your way of being as a teacher will begin to align within the congruency of the art and skill of teaching. It's just not realistic to think that as a yoga teacher, you're going to go in and teach a perfectly executed plan or sequence. It doesn't happen that way. Life doesn't happen that way. 
So here's where I'm going to suggest that you offer up yourself some grace and trust in what you do know, rather than being consumed with something outside of yourself or a mental space that is distracted by memorizing your lines or a script. As I'll reference again, the yoga class is not a stage for you to deliver a performance. The yoga class setting is a shared learning space where you as teacher share the beautiful gift of the practice of yoga and you share it with others. And within the sharing and giving, you and the students are also collectively receiving. People will come into the space of a yoga class with a variety of individual needs, yet an innate need for connection that we are all hardwired for and seeking. Don't miss the opportunity to connect and relate fully to those in front of you. Once you step through the threshold of this understanding of what being a yoga teacher entails, you will find a renewed and refreshed outlook on how to prepare, how to show up, how to hold the space of the yoga class, and how to invite others into an experience using the movement and the shapes within an asana practice, all while connecting to the power of the presence of breath, moving and connecting others to presence and connecting yourself over and over to presence as the teacher. Lastly, as I wrap up here, I want to encourage you to spend some time, get still, sit with it and get curious as to where your focus lies as a yoga teacher. Is it time to grow up? <laughs> what is your true aim? Do you have an agenda when you go in to lead and teach a class? Is it more about your agenda and your needs rather than a student-centered focus? Is it an agenda that serves you or one that serves the students that you will meet that day within that given setting and that beautiful space and container of an experience that we call the yoga class. Hey, yoga teacher, I am your biggest fan. I know what it takes and what being a teacher of the practice will ask and require of you. I have had numerous teaching experiences in a variety of settings and within the settings where I have shared with a variety of individuals. Teaching yoga is a worthy endeavor. It requires patience and it's an enduring quest for understanding. As you learn and grow within the process of being a yoga teacher, you also invite students to join with you in their own learning experience. You teach what you need to learn, and as I often tell the teachers I train, you keep encouraging students to step their right foot forward, inhaling and exhaling. And just like you instruct students into the various shapes we call yoga poses, creating an experience, noticing life and breath moving through their bodies in the present moment, you also remind yourself as teacher to do the same. And within this shared experience of teaching, you will give 
and then you will receive all that is available within this collective experience of life on and off the mat. So my friend, until we meet again, I wish you well along life's journey. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Until we meet again, remember to begin, to become, and to expand beyond.